Hi, you're listening to Healing Codependency. I'm your host, Erica Wright. <laughs> okay. Healing Codependency is a six-pot, deeply personal podcast series that will offer you an intimate look at how and why I am the woman I am today. I'm a self-appointed codependency counselor and passionate about up-leveling my own life. The point of this podcast series is to show you that if I can change, anyone can. I share six core turning points in my life and how I created a relatable daily non-codependency practice. Today on the episode, I talk about how getting sober woke me up to the power of taking responsibility for my life. And it gave me everything. Episode one, getting sober. How I am attempting to raise my children is the moment-to-moment, second-to-second practice of non-codependency. I was actually exercising this morning and I get a lot of really, I get a lot of elevation when I'm exercising. I was thinking it's such a miracle that not everybody is cut out for parenthood. It's just not the job for a lot of folks. And as a parent, I am the person for the job and I chose it and I did it very on purpose. And on purpose for me meant I have a lot of gratitude for everyone that took their shot with me, right? My mom and my dad's and my grandparents on whatever, my ancestors. And let me see what I can do with this. Let me see how I can push it, push it down the line to better. To say one thing is good doesn't mean the other thing is bad. In saying that I want a better childhood and a better experience for my children does not negate the one I had or make it less than. It's like, is this not evolution? The expansion, like the actual physics and expansion of the universe is, is the better, right? Let's, let's get the better. And the thing that I know to be true without fail is the fact that my children are a million times the people I'll ever be doesn't make me less than great. And same backwards and forwards in time. I'm at a point in my life where I feel nothing but gratitude and awe for the material that my parents presented me and the material that they were able to heal so that I was presented with the material that I got. And the fact that I'm not even mad about it is heaven on earth for me. 
a huge part of not looking outside myself to inform me about what my life should be. I didn't get married till I was 39. And then so when it came time to even think that I'm going to have kids, it was way later than what everybody else was doing. You know, I think I spent from the time I was 41 to 44 trying to get pregnant and doing all that, which is a massive healing in and of itself. And anytime I looked to the external world to inform me of how I was doing it, I was failing. It was just like the healing that came was like, you know, your value lies in your ability to produce and like you can't produce a person. And so, you know, what's really great about that healing. I went to an acupuncturist. He's a really great guy. And he said to me, uh, you know, well, how about you drink it? And I was like, well, you know, I'm, I mean, I just have like one to two glasses. I was a binge drinker. I always was a binge drinker. And it was like one to two glasses of wine a minute. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, five days a week. And he was just like, well, you can't get pregnant if you're going to ingest poison. And I was just like, whoa. I, I just had never heard it like that. And all the denial that I had about my alcoholism. And, I mean, it just it really came down to a, a choice moment for me of, okay, well, where, where, where are you going to choose? If you can't have both, what are you going to choose? And it was just like, a, it was a no-brainer. At the time, I didn't really know a lot of sober people. I had a handful of sober people that I admired greatly, you know, my husband being one of them and the terror of, well, if I don't do this with, with all these people, they're going to leave me. And they're not going to love me anymore. And what will we have? Just in weighing that out for myself. Baby or booze? Because I'm not going to be the person that gets both. I had my feelings about that. And it's the gift that my children gave me. You know, before they even came, this is the person we're going to need you to be. Can you be this person? So much of my life prior to that, that's what my family did, you know, big potty family. And what I thought connection was, what I thought intimacy was, was rooted in alcohol. That's when you were relaxed enough to be yourself. That's all an illusion. You know, the real intimacy and the connection and the love that you're looking for is actually going to come from you being completely present. And it was just like, well, I want this more. You know, I want motherhood more. And I want these children more. And I do actually want to be who they need me to be more than all the things that I think I want for myself. That was the beginning, I think, of the person they needed. You know, they required me to be 
somebody who is awake in their life as you know as awake as I can be that has all of their feelings in real time that doesn't make any of you know I don't make any of my feelings a problem so that I don't make any of their feelings a problem I don't want to miss a moment of it even when it's irritating even when it's annoying you know and it so often is and really being able to be present with them which is hard enough without booze for sure. And being in myself wholly so I can model that for them, you know, so that they can be two people who hopefully or potentially know how to be in themselves, be mindful of their impact, be loving have all of their feelings, behave kindly, behave lovingly, you know, behave in a way that is safe for them and safe for other people. They just have other shit to do besides come in and spend their lives on a couch with a therapist talking about all the shit I didn't do for them. This is also the evolution of humanity. It's like they got to figure out the whole water and food and planet situation. So this is what is really beautiful about evolution and the forward, really being able to choose and discern for yourself what you want to keep and what you no longer coming forward. So for me, it was keep all the love and I have zero interest in the martyrdom, the suffering, any of that of carrying anything that is not mine. That is the power that I have to choose. And now that's not denial, denying the ways that my mom potentially suffered or my ancestors suffered or whatever took it for me to get here. My active participation, right? So here comes all those multiple potentially opposing truths all at once, right? Where, yes, there's been a ton of suffering in my lineage. I acknowledge that. And I'm absolutely choosing I'm not carrying that forward. And I'm not asking my children to carry that forward. I am carrying forward the love and I am leaving everything that feels like allegiance to suffering or martyrdom. This is mine to sift through and discern for myself what I'm bringing forward. So my intention with my daughters always is that I'm walking around in my life wholly responsible for what is mine to heal, and I'm not asking them to take care of that or do any of that for me. That when in their lives my stuff comes up, I'm trying to be as aware as I can and as awake as I can that, oh, that's mine. So I'm going to have my feelings about that and let you have your own experience and love you and be present with you and do what I'm here to do, which is everything about me. How I am attempting to raise my children is the moment to moment, second to second practice of non-codependency. It is seeing them as whole, autonomous, intelligent, 
powerful, completely capable human beings and loving them madly, having a ton of thoughts, <laughs> ideas, opinions, attachment to everything that they do. And that's mine too. And not making that their problem and really loving them and leaving them alone so that they can see one of the beautiful things that has stayed is math. My oldest daughter was laying in bed with me the other day and she's recently learned how to count to a hundred and I'm 50, you know? So she was like 50, 51, 52, 53, right? And she did this whole thing. She counted to a hundred and she turned to me and she goes, mom, a hundred isn't that far away from where you are right now. And I was like, girl, no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that is absolutely true. There is no time. It's all happening right now. It's all going on right now. So that when they were actually infants and it was really hot or in the moments that it's really hot, it's hot. And this is going to be gone in a second. It's going to be gone in a second. It's going to be gone in a second, which I think is also one of the really beautiful things about midlife, you know, which you might be willing to stop being in denial that you're going to live very long. So it turns everything up to 11 for me. Do it now. It's yours to do. No one else is going to do it for you. No one else is going to heal anything for you. Do it now. You have nothing to lose and everything to gain. And you always have a choice. And at any time, you can change everything. At any time. At any time. You're never too old. It's not too late. Right now. Don't wait. Just start choosing things that feel more loving. Change. Change. One of the very first things I say to people when they start working with me, the very first thing to do, stop lying to myself first and then see what that's like. And then stop lying to everybody else. It's the micro lies. It's the little baby lies that, you th that you're so acclimated to. The huge truths are easy. It's the baby lies that we do all the time to manage our feeling states and everybody else's. That is what gets you. Making your truth a regular thing, getting acclimated, making it a new habit. Actively seek the truth. I'm going to actively feel into and maybe get interested in what is true for me. Thank you for listening to Healing Codependency. Please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about my one-on-one -on -one and group counseling programs, please find me online at ericawright.org. That's E-R-I-K-A-W-R-I-G-H-T dot O-R-G. And on Instagram at ericawrighthcd. That's E-R-I-K-A-W-R-I-G-H-T-H-C-D. This production was co-created by award-winning media midwife Ari Golden. You can find a link to her work in the show notes.
please join us next time as my journey of healing codependency continues. It's a lifelong practice. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you find it helpful. Healing Codependency is sponsored by my company, Superstar Dark Chocolate, a superfood bar with all organic raw ingredients. Find it and eat it at www.superstar.com. That's www.supahstah.com. And God's Eye Oils natural hand-blended beauty care and custom perfumes. To experience the full line of products, please visit www.godseyeoils.com. That's www.godseyeoils.com. You can find links to our sponsors and learn more about each episode in the show notes.